Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Charming for your Econ Hangover podcast. If you guys are digging this song, it is called the Chill Hop Essentials playlist for the fall season for the guys that are in the north part of the world. And I'll put the link in the description so you guys can listen to this later and enjoy some good tunes, okay? All right, so in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of automation and artificial intelligence, AI. Uh, first of all, uh, what I'm talking here, it's purely hypothetical and based on speculation. Uh, uh, you guys shouldn't take everything literally or seriously because, I mean, just forecasting how things will turn out to be in the future, it can be a really imprecise method of coming up with answers. Sometimes we get them right, but sometimes we really miss the mark. So everything that I'm saying here, don't take them as given. And it's pretty much just some uh, theoretical observations and, you know, just like some some of the visions that I have and then and many other thinkers also have about things that can change in society and the economy with this big rise and, you know, AI and robotics and automation, how this can change things for us. Um, I'm not a robotics engineer or I do know a little bit about data science, but I'm not that fancy to come up and, you know, like describe for you guys how like algorithms work in technical senses. Um, so if I do say something kind of shallow or kind of like wrong, I apologize. Uh, but also I think it's interesting for like people like me that don't have like this, like that don't work on like engineering with like AIs and stuff like that to come up with like these opinions because we can help each other out. We can help society come up with like more sustainable methods of how things uh, ought to be or how things can have help uh, the different domains in society and most of all human beings. All right, so this is a thing that, I mean, if you, if you throw it out in YouTube, probably you see many videos and some really, really high quality, interesting videos about people talking about this and I've decided to make my contribution as well because I think we're reaching a point in history that um, the technological evolution just became exponential. So it's really important to bring awareness and I think as much as we bring awareness to the public, the, the best we're helping out the human species to continue to thrive, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, you know, like, with all the aids that we have with this technology, I think we should be, you know, like uh, engaging people to come uh, to listen to podcasts like this one to to have access to free education uh, with what best we can do. All right, so let's enter into topic. So I saw this a couple of days in YouTube. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't remember quite surely if like. There's like a, a formal thinker that came up with a model for this. Uh, there might be. I didn't make my research in that depth. But um, I do know that 
that this uh, separation between what can happen in the future with these with the evolution of AI, it's a it's a good it's a good method of you know like uh, characterizing the possibilities that AI can change our society, and by having this prior knowledge, we can come up with like uh, plans or strategies to optimize the good size of it and to restrict the bad size of it. And let me just get into the topic and you guys will understand better. Okay, I'll start with the best one first, which is the, the good side. And pretty much the good side of AI coming up in society, it would be that like, uh, that, you know, uh, cybernetic utopia. It will be like, is the point that we're really good at um, creating consensus between human interaction and machine interaction. So pretty much we just like, we will like, uh, we will give the, the menial tasks, the things that we don't want to work with that require a lot of, uh, you know, like intense labor, like physically wise or mentally wise, for example, uh, in mathematics for calculations, uh, we'll just, you know, give out these tasks for AI to, to calculate stuff while we would, would stay more into the managing side, into the modeling side, while the AI will do the calculations or in farming or construction that we'll just build robots to, you know, like to take the crops, to take weights and to take uh, raw material to the, to the, to the building site. And also in this in this scenario, we will have AIs for our own luxuries, like for cooking for us, for cleaning for us, for doing all the chores that nobody want to do, like you know, like cleaning up the house, uh, you know, uh, cleaning cleaning up your garden, cooking cooking food for your kids, for your family, uh, cleaning the car, this kind of stuff. And while the AI will do that, like the robots and stuff, we would be able to enjoy our lives more, enjoy more, or even our human interaction, you know, like be more with our friends, be more with your families, engage in more creative pursuits like in arts or music, because pretty much the AI is going to take all the jobs that require like, especially in taxing or services like ATMs, like in ATMs you're ready to see, but like uh, in like supermarkets and stuff. So it will be like the good scenario. It will be that we're able to balance the, the work of the AIs and the robots with ours and we're somehow adapt our societal needs so can humans stick around and uh, redefine the labor market and create new kinds of jobs that are exclusively to humans and everything is going to be peachy and blah 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 that's a good side of it and also in this scenario people will be more free to have more kids and human society will uh, engage in another boom period like we had after the second world war but giving this this just this part 
that's good because we can now enter in the bad, bad part of it, which is um, not so much of a, a, a balanced system, a balanced society with the AI. And this, this vision is the one that I mostly uh, agree with because I just think that utopias are really hard to achieve. I mean, if we wanted, if utopias really existed, probably we already had a civilization that has an utopia or were, was able to achieve an utopia or a utopic kind of lifestyle. Maybe there exists some kind of countries that do that. For example, like the Nordic countries. But still, it's not, it's not an utopia. There's still some kind of problems there, some kind of distortions even if they're micro compared to developing countries, but it still exists the human, <laughs> the human condition that kind of screws up everything in the end. So the bad, the bad side, it would be that what do you normally see in like cyberpunk and cyberpunk movies? And if you guys listen to, to the economics hangover podcast, uh, I think you guys already noticed that I'm a, freak for cyberpunk literature and movies and music and all that stuff i really like i like that that vision because i think it's very realistic because we just like the human conditions just engage us to categorize and separate uh groups and to create these trash holes and these segregations of people Anyways, uh, so the bad side would be that the AIs will be able to just uh, provide good services and a good lifestyle for the rich. So the people in the top, they would be the only ones that will be that will be able to maintain their jobs because probably they already have some influences and some some connections, so they can continue working on probably on manage, management tasks and businesses and stuff like that. So the people in the top would be the only ones that will be able to nurture from the good sides of the AI, like the, the things that we said, like the luxury things for the AIs to like clean up their house and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but still, like uh, human society is going to be going down through like a, a period because like while the people in the top, they're going to be influenced by the good size of AI the people in the bottom they're not because most of them are going to be obsolete they're going to be they're going to be taken away from their jobs and probably the majority of the human society will become homeless or somehow marginalized and having to come up with their own kind of uh, black market economy in order to make ends meet and this is what we see a lot in cyberpunk movies like um, we see like the, or even like a big rise of like these corporations, for example, like the corporations that create the machines, uh, you have the people on the top there, the people that, you know, manufacture them to the distribute them, that manage the system while the rest of the society is really screwed up and they've lost their jobs and they've been like generations in the streets and generations trying to just to survive. And you see all these uh, this rise and even like the kind of red light uh, and the red light businesses like uh, and drug selling 
in and prostitution and pornography and this is one of the things I really like about cyberpunk movies because like you always see like the main protagonist he's kind of like he's kind of like this guy that he is in a, in a sort of job that it doesn't like 100% requires the, like re robots and stuff to make the job so normally it's like either he is like a bounty hunter or he is like like a cop, like a detective, like some guy that needs, but, uh, and he, he's always this indifferent figure that he's trying to survive in this environment, so he has, like, the influence of the people at the top, which are pro practically, probably, like, the government or the corporations, but also he has a, a duty to be within society, so he gets to see, and this is what it's cool, like, you see in these movies, like, you get to see how, like, the, the, the average part of society it, it became really dysfunctional so you see the guy you know like going around uh these like strip clubs or really like you know hardcore places really hostile places and he's just trying to survive and he becomes the protagonist because he starts to question things because he's he's in the middle so that's the bad side of it Although, there are some good sides of it, too, because, I mean, it does have the terrible uh, catastrophic sides, which is, like, extreme poverty, and also with this, like, people will think more than twice before having kids, so we'll have a decline in human population. But, I mean, we're not completely dependent of AIs. It's just, like, it's just that, like, it became, like, a huge distortion in society. So, the positive side of the bad side is that we still have some some sort of way out we have still like even th if things are already bad but we have uh, even if it's in the long long term we have a way of fixing our past mistakes okay now it comes the ugly part and the ugly part is what probably uh if you're a matrix fan which is which i am is my favorite movie and i just think it's very deep it's very it's very it's very smart although like probably the philosophy guys come up and say that they kind of distorted uh John Baudrillard uh simulacrum simulation <laughs> statements but i do think that the matrix was a really good movie in the sense that he was able to uh you know just like break it down for everyone and kind of like bring this awareness like and this was like 20 years ago as in 1999 and break it down and say, hey guys, come on, like we need to rethink our, 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 the way we're evolving with machines. So I just think that was really a genius uh, work, what they did to like to communicate this message uh, to, to, to the masses, to, like, to, the, to the general population, you know, because probably if like people already like philosophers and like more like uh, with more culture, people that read more, they already knew that, but like, the majority of the population was like completely ignorant about that. So that's what I think that the Matrix did good. So the ugly side would be like as if like we're we became completely dependent on machines. Like we became completely dominated by the machines and to the point of obsolete. That like machines were just able to like optimize everything in society and human beings become obsolete. So therefore they, they treat us like ants and uh, we became this like uh, resistance group. Also, you can see a lot of that in the Terminator too. Like it becomes this resistance group that is trying to 
to fight against the machines and continue the human species. And and this 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 view, although it's like it's very apocalyptic, it's 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 really disastrous and really sad and dark. Um, I like to believe that it's not possible, that it's just like uh, we're not that <laughs> we're not as a species we're not that um, you know like we're, uh, I don't know hopeless but it's also something that we should think about because the hardest part about this like I said in the beginning it's that it's really hard to predict what is going to happen in the future. It's really hard to predict how things are going to turn out in five to ten years from now. It's really, it's, it's really a, an arrogant task sometimes to say like in five and ten years is going to be like society is going to be in this, in this way. So that's why I don't like to make the assumption that if we don't work now, if we don't create, if we don't have more, you know, like uh own awareness right now this is what's gonna happen and become like this nostradamus kind of guy you know you know like in 10 years if we don't do this right now if we don't if we don't separate the machines the machines are going to take all over us and we're screwed and you see that's what the movie said and we shouldn't i don't think that's the right way of doing things like i mean yes we should we should have a part that we we're aware that if we cross some kind of line that can happen in the worst worst scenario but uh it's not something we should become like paranoid about i think we just like should be creating like micro steps on how to uh avoid um the darkest sides for example what we could be doing now i saw this some time ago in uh, the joe rogan podcast when he was interviewing uh, Elon Musk from Tesla, and Elon Musk said something that I thought was really interesting, that he was fighting in Congress to create regulations of machines, and probably that, that might be the most pragmatic step that we can have on this early stages of AI that we have right now, because uh, things are just going out of control, you know, like people, which is sometimes good, because that's how we have evolution in markets, that's how we have evolution in technology, Um but it got to the point that things are just scaling really fast. And it would be really wise if we have some sort of regulation to, to try to control the speed or where this is going. Because sometimes these things that involve fast and it just like changed the entire way that human society lives they're not even made on intention they're just basically an accident that a guy came up with and when when it sees like it's being implemented it's being marketed it's being used in businesses and it it's all over the place and we don't even know like how this started so uh, that's a good side for me where like why we should have some sort of ai regulation in 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 most of the countries because Sometimes we need a third-party view on looking at this. Uh, sometimes we need like some kind of people with more sensitivity on on seeing like, hey, okay, this new thing that come up, it's good, but how can we use this for for better our society instead of just like optimizing 
you know, like production or optimizing profits. Uh, this would be a cool thing to, to us to contemplate, to bring into our governments, because uh, a little bit of psychosism is really hard when you come up with like, like companies and, you know, like companies that just care about profit maximizing. And that is fine. I mean, this is what firms are supposed to do. They need to, to, to maintain their competition in the market. But, I mean, if we just like, like, let run loose, like it's a Western thing. Western, I say, like, is it like in a Western movie, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, like, they're going to keep on doing. I mean, their only function is to, to continue their business. So they're going to take any step that they're supposed to. Of course, there's a whole thing about ethics and blah, blah, blah. But let's break it down to reality. I mean, if you're a manager, if you're an entrepreneur, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's the whole ethics thing and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, you just want to optimize your things. You just want to get the job done fast. You just want to, you know, like solve problems. So if we have the aid of AI, that it's something that it's way more advanced than us. And most of like these kind of problems solve these things. Why not doing this? And also, we want to cut costs. So let's be very realistic when it comes here if firms can do that they will do that so if we just let them run loose and no regulation for this i mean they're gonna do that that's why there's the sole purpose of surviving it's to survive the market and i think it's very rosy when people come up and say like for example oh no like uh the market you know like the market it's it's fair and blah 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 and the market will adjust things out no man come on let's be honest the market it's a hostile place man it's fight for survival that's what business is i mean that's one of the biggest criticisms that i have that people come up and say like business is this uh i don't know magical thing this fantastical thing that like i had an idea and i'm gonna implement my idea and it's gonna change the world it's like nah man this is survival dude business is survival and these companies will go lengths to keep their a game to keep profiting to keep selling and if ais can optimize this they will use though because it's a matter of survival if they don't use their competition is going to use and they're going to go to the street you know so that's why we need some kind of third party thing to go over those regulations But anyways, I'm kind of optimistic about the AIs. I just see from how much it benefited my own life, for example. I, I do economics. Uh, I'm a master's student in economics. And I just see like how much like it helps me out, for example. like In the past, um, I had to get like a bunch of statistics and come up with like and spend hours doing a stupid graph, like a time series graph. Well, nowadays, I just, you know, I upload the, like a spreadsheet in my R thingy, like the, the program, and then a program with some couple of codes, and it just comes like, and just like spits like a graph in a matter of seconds, <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it's really good, so like, I'm optimistic. I think that we should be using AI, for example, in education. So like uh, teaching kids, like uh, for like uh, even self-education, for teaching things that in the past, you needed to pay for like some guy to come up in your house and teach you. But nowadays, we can have just that uh, stored in the database that will help you out. Like you see, like all these people learning YouTube and blah blah blah. 
we could create AIs for this kind of stuff. It would just become like this big revolution in, and in education as well. But also, I think this is a topic for the next time because if I dwell on this, like I'm just going to enter in a new, in a new, <laughs> in a different thing. But let's come back to what I was speaking about: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, the thing, like like I was saying previously, these are just is just like a, a model. It's just a characterization model of things that might happen. It is probably, it is very probable that. We might be wrong in even the three of them. Probably can't be something like we live in a society that we're now with all the problems we have. It's just that uh, AIs become like this this thing that just like make things faster. Uh, but we still have to, you know, come up with like we still have kind of like the lives that we have in the 2010s or something like that. We don't know. It's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. Um, but it's definitely sure that like some of the jobs that we have right now will cease to exist because there's just no need anymore if we have robots that can do the, the job faster and better than us. So, I mean, if you guys are in some of these uh, industries, it's highly advisable to start coming up with new new ways of how to make a living because it's just a matter of time and it's it, it is sad. But it's also, it's just part of creative destruction. It's normal. I mean, just part of the economy. So you've just got to update yourself. But uh, I don't see, I don't see like the whole matrix thing maybe happening. I think that's, that's a little too dramatic. I don't think it's impossible as well. <laughs> I'm kind of like the ag agnostic kind of guy. But I do think that the cyberpunk, the cyberpunk perspective is the one that resonates most with me because human beings are really segregative by nature we like to you know separate ourselves into groups and these groups are made nowadays by separation of income so i mean just analyzing through history through all these years of humanity you've seen um this disparity between the rich, the poor, the middle class, and practically in every human society, despite their culture, despite their geographic um, setting. I mean, some places more than others, but overall it, it exists. So that's why I think the cyberpunk um, observations are the most accurate in the sense, because... I mean, if we can be able to implement uh, robots in our everyday lives, that is going to be something that's going just going to be affordable in the beginning for a certain class. And it's very possible that the certain class, which is the people on the bottom, on the top, they would just live on that. And the people in the bottom that used to work on things like that, for example, like housekeeping, housemaids, they're going to become unemployed. They're not going to be around anymore. So... Uh, it's something we should watch out for. Probably I'll, I'll just make an, another separate episode just on cyberpunk, on cyberpunk considerations, another one to talk more about this. But I think for now we're good. So if you guys are liking the Econ podcast, please consider to subscribe. It's, it's free and your Spotify. Just hang on Spotify. 
you know, type our name and probably appear the page and you just hit the green button. The episodes are free. If you guys are digging this, uh, you know, help me out so I can continue to come up with like new ideas on, on podcast episodes. And um, I'm getting, I'm doing the stream more like some more monologues and more participate like my own participations but soon you guys receive more episodes with victor appearing with al appearing so stick around and and thank you for for listening have a good weekend bye